Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com It's a brand new year, and what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of. Those I was there when Arsenal actually scored a goal t-shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way through to the did we hit a million order stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort with thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. Hello and welcome to another Arse Blog Arsecast. Coming up on this show, your thoughts about the season ahead. We're talking to good player. We've got the man in the bar, a tale of the unexpected, and more. Stay tuned. So welcome to a brand new Arsecast on the dawn of a brand new season. We may have played a Champions League game in midweek, but it all kicks off with the league, and that kicks off tomorrow morning. Oh, it's exciting. I can feel all tingly and warm, and oh, I have to go to the bathroom. Be right back. Haha, <laughs> I don't really have to go. Well, I do, but I can sit here in my own filth for a little while and arsecast at you. Coming up on this show, we'll be having your thoughts about the season ahead, where we're going to end up. Are we going to win any trophies, or are we? We'll get your thoughts on that in a little while. I'll be chatting to Good Player from GoodPlayer.com uh, about our midfield issues that everybody knows about the Champions League game and looking ahead to the season a little bit with him. We've got a tale of the unexpected and player history and stuff about the Ars Blog Fantasy Football League in there as well. So it's a busy show. So, tomorrow, the league season kicks off. Which is fantastic, and everybody looks forward to the start of the new season, but you kind of wish that the squad team, you know, was in better shape than it is uh, just at the moment. We spoke during the week about uh, how awful it would be to get an injury to, to Sesk, because he is, of course, our main midfielder now, and lo and behold, he goes and picks up a hamstring injury. Not good, so he's out for at least, uh, I think, two weeks, probably, and I think uh, we'll err on the side of caution when it comes to Sesk, because uh, there's no point in rushing him back. Philippe Senderos is out with a hamstring injury as well 
Uh, Abu Dhabi, Thomas Rosicki and Amari Bischoff, of course, are all injured because that is their main function in football, is to provide work for physios, not to actually play football. Uh, Thomas Rosicki as well. Did I say him? I can't even remember. Eduardo was out with his broken leg. Alex Song is away with the Olympics. And Justin Hoyt... Um, could be leaving an already light squad to go to Middlesbrough. So, uh, in terms of the squad itself, we are a little bit on the uh, on the light side. Uh, we saw uh, in midweek Aaron Ramsey and Danielson start the game against FC Twente, a midfield with a grand total of 23 league games for Arsenal, and all of those are on Danielson's side. Danielson being the senior partner in a midfield is quite bizarre when you think back a year to the uh, to the options we did have and the experience that we did have, and now Denielsen is the senior partner. So there is this whole issue about uh, central midfield that the boss obviously is going to address. Uh, he did say that a new signing would be coming before the second leg of the Champions League qualifier, obviously not before this weekend because uh, it's a little too much too soon. However... However, that signing will be coming and will add some um, something to the midfield. We don't quite know what yet because we don't know who it might be. Uh, we'll chat about uh, that a little bit later on with a good player uh, as well. But it is cool. The new season is starting. And as always, despite my fears uh, for the squad and despite the fact I think we're probably one or two players uh, short of where we should be, I can't help but be excited. You know, it's tomorrow morning. We're going to get up and I'm going to turn on the TV and I'm going to watch the Arsenal. And hopefully I'm going to watch us win our first game of the season. And then it all just spirals from there, doesn't it? The games come thicker and faster than a porno elephant's jism. And before you know it, it's next May. And you're thinking, holy crap, where did the season go? And then the interminable summer starts again. And you see what I mean? So we've got to enjoy these moments, these, uh, whether they're unfounded or not, these optimistic times when you're in all four trophies, when, you know, realistically, yeah, I know, we're a bit light. Yeah, yeah, I know other teams have got better players and maybe they're better, you know, but we could, we could do anything. You never know. You never know what can happen in football. Of course, it takes a little while for realism to kick in and, and possibly kick you in the nuts. But that's the beauty of being a football fan. So I have to say I am looking forward to it. And I am slightly more, uh, not calm is not the right word. What's the word? Optimistic, knowing that this issue in midfield is going to be sorted out. Uh, because as we've said all along, that Sesk really deserves a, a top quality partner in there alongside him. Who the boss brings in remains to be seen. And I have a sneaking feeling, don't quote me on this. Because uh, it's not coming from any inside source or anything like that. But I have a feeling that we'll sign more than one player before the transfer window closes. It's just what I think. I could be wrong. That's why I'm saying don't quote me on it. Because then I'd look like a chump. And you don't want that, do you? No. So that's what I think, though. We're going to get this midfield player. And I just have a feeling someone else. I'm, I'm not sure who or where or why. I just think somewhere else because we are pretty much in profit this summer we were in profit last summer and this summer okay we spent what 12 million on on nazari and what was it 5 million on aaron ramsey that's 17 million but we got 12 million for Kleb, and we could get somewhere in the region of 7 million for uh david bentley his move to spurs <laughs> brilliant brilliant business that Okay, so that's 19 million. Then you, what did we get? A million for Gilberto? Did we get some kind of a transfer? I'm sure we did. I'm sure we got something. And then we got a few quid for Justin Hoyt as well. 
So we're actually in profit again this summer. So there's money to spend. If there was money to spend before, then there's money to spend now. And that's why I think that's why I think the boss will bring in, you know, a player or two uh, before the transfer window kicks in. But there you go. Just my thinking. All right. Uh, to talk a little more about the uh, start of the new season, about the Champions League game in, mid- in midweek against 20, uh, and uh, what we're going to do, and about the squad, about this midfield thing, uh, let's go talk to uh, Good Player from GoodPlayer.com. Hello there. Hello there. Uh, we'll start with Champions League, uh, a 2-0 win over FC 20, and I suppose it was really all about the result, given the team we had out there. Oh, exactly. And anyway, these games are always just about the result. They're, they're essentially a massive banana skin that you just don't want to slip on. We've never not qualified for the Champions League. Um, while Arsene Wenger's been been here, well, after except for his first uh, part season, but you know, to not qualify would have been an absolute disaster. We aren't qualified yet, but obviously we've given ourselves a decent chance, and that's the most important thing. Result far more important than performance. Um, I suppose it was understandable that people were nervous given the state of the squad going into the game. And in uh, Danielson and uh, Aaron Ramsey, we had a central midfield pairing. Uh, I suppose neither of them would have envisaged themselves being this close to the first team uh, this early in the season, and neither could the fans, really. No, and I think, I mean, I am slightly annoyed with Arsene that he, he always finds time to sell someone. You never, you never hear him come out and say, oh, no, I haven't had time to sell that player. He always finds time to do that, but he seems to seems to sell a little bit close to the wind sometimes when it comes to buying players and we are we are short in central midfield whatever you think we we have the fact is we sold Diallo we sold uh, Gilberto and, and Flamini's left and we bought in Aaron Ramsey um, and, and that just doesn't add up basically now he got slightly lucky last season if you think about it in the, in the way that Flamini came through and was such a success there was no guarantee that would happen so I think I think we're right to have been nervous and to be slightly nervous, but hopefully we are going to see this signing. And okay, this is an issue, obviously that that's on the lips of of every fan going into the start of the new season. The central midfield uh, situation. You, I would consider one of the more uh, level-headed and and positive bloggers out there. Yet you described the situation going into the game last night as a joke. Um, do you stand by that? Uh, yeah, maybe it maybe it's a slight nervousness on the on the precipice of the new season. But it, I thought, thought it was a bit of a joke. It just, it just didn't make any sense. You knew, it's the kind of you just knew that Diaby would get injured. You know, Seth doesn't get injured that much, but it's always possible. He's only human. There was just no need for this to have happened. Um, you can't, you can't really go into a season with with the current resources we've got. And you know, it might work. We might, we might fly by, and it all might be good. But. The, the point is insulating yourself against risk, um, and and there is a risk that it will go tits up, that our midfield will be a mess, that um, the defenders will be reluctant to pass to the players in the midfield because they don't trust them to hold on to the ball, that the midfield will struggle to get a foot on the ball and to create stuff, and it will have an impact on the whole rest of the team. I sincerely hope it doesn't. With a bit of luck, it won't. But we've left ourselves exposed in that sense. And is there has there been much good reason? Probably not. We could have. You know, Gilberto could have been kept. We're very, very kind to players like Gilberto, and we say, "Oh, you know, they've earned the right to go and earn a nice big fat contract to finish their career, which is great." But let's not forget they have very good money at Arsenal, nonetheless. And if you know, I don't think it would be that unreasonable if we'd sort of held on to Gilberto a little bit longer until we'd actually sorted out a replacement. Okay, well, given uh, the fact that you talk about Gilberto there, and, and last season we sort of amassed uh, a collection of central midfielders that would have been the envy of 
of pretty much everybody, and and now we're down to two or three. How does that sort of tally in, with Arsene Wenger's thinking? Why was he so keen to collect them last year and, and so reluctant, it seems, to, to buy one this year? Um, I don't know is the answer. I don't think he's reluctant to buy one this year. I just think he sometimes sails a bit close to the wind and he kind of leaves, leaves it in the hands of a of, of youngsters who, who maybe it won't work. I mean, I, I think in, in fairness, the one thing I would say in fairness to him is that we all look back as the 2001-2002 year as being you know, one of the greatest seasons ever. And um, I ask you who was Patrick Vieira's midfield partner that year. The answer was he didn't really have one. And I think the guy who probably played most games there was Gilles Grimondi, who was never really particularly established. So maybe we're all getting a little bit too excited and a little bit ahead of ourselves. Going back further, I remember it's always been you know, Arsenal buying midfield has been been continual talking point in summers. Go, go back to when we sold uh, David Rocastle, and then we were meant to bring in John, uh, sorry, bring in Jeff Thomas from Crystal Palace, but we didn't. And it, it's kind of been this continuing saga. So maybe we're all overplaying it. I just, I just think he's kind of. Uh, I don't know why he sold Gilberto before we got a replacement. Basically, if we do bring in a replacement. Uh, does it have to be necessarily somebody from the Premier League, uh, or does it? Uh, can it be somebody from abroad? But it, it has to be somebody with experience, surely. We talk about this Inler guy. Um, again, he's a guy who's only played somewhere in the region of 100, 100 league games, which isn't a great deal. Foreigners, uh, as Arsene Wenger keeps telling us, have this sort of six-month adaptation period. Uh, has he got to be looking around the English League, or is there anybody in the English League that fits the bill? I don't know, is the honest answer. I mean... There's a difference between age and experience, and if you look at quite a lot of our squads, you'd, you'd say they're young, but they're also ex- experienced. Um, it's hard to know what he will look for, what he'll go for, um, but I think he needs to, I think if, if nothing else, just to have that sense of competition, um, that sense of security, that's that's a really important thing for us to have. Um, so who he'll go for, I don't know. I imagine we probably won't have heard of him because uh, we don't really sign those players that we have heard of, which is fair enough in a way. Uh, okay, the new season starts tomorrow. We we kick it off against West Brom at home, and certainly our first game and our first couple of games could have been a little more a little more tricky. Um, as it stands, what's your general feeling about what we can achieve in the in the season ahead? I think we can achieve. I think we can. I think we could. Win, I could think we could win the title potentially, but but I think things are slightly more. Um, slightly less certain than maybe they were last season. Last season, I felt more com- confident and I could say I felt that we'd stay in the top four but um, and I thought we could improve dramatically but I didn't quite think we were there for the title. I think I think this year, if things do go tits up, as I said, then, then there's a slight risk we could go out of the top four but equally, let's remember that this team finished four points behind United last season, lost three games, sorry to regale the facts time and time again but that's, that's the reality. They're a very, very good side and uh, you know, uh, none of the players we've lost uh, are irreplaceable. I don't think, um, and you know, so I think there's no reason why we can't win the league. But, but equally, I think we, we, if we're not careful, we could, we could slip as well. So it's a lot less, I feel, a lot less comfortable predicting this season than I did last season when I expected that we'd get, you know, going around 80 points. Or so. uh, from uh, from outside the top four, who do you see as a possible threat to uh, to the big four, so to speak? Perennially Spurs, I suppose. You know, if if you throw enough mud, some will stick eventually, possibly. Maybe, maybe this will be their time. Um, I don't really know. I, to be honest, I'm, I kind of just spend most of my life worrying about Arsenal. To be honest, I'm, I'm a little bit obsessed like that, and don't pay too much attention to the rest of them. Everton will will likely be up there as well. But we have to worry about our game. Basically, no top, 
no no fifth place side has managed to get 68 points. Um, I don't think in the kind of recent past, and no, uh, and we've never finished on below 68 points um, since, uh, or below 67 points. Sorry, since uh, Arsenal's uh, been around at least since his first proper season. Um, so you know, we just have to worry about ourselves knocking up those points and and see where we go from there. Finally, are you looking forward to it? Are you glad it's back? I'm glad it's back. It's funny how the first half of it kind of, the first half of the summer passes very slowly and the second half suddenly whizzes by and it, it catches you on the hoof. I'm a season ticket holder for the first time this year. Loaning, I've loaned one off a friend, timed it perfectly to coincide with the credit crunch as well. Um, but it should be really, really exciting to be going to every game. Uh, we're a young team, we're an exciting team. And the one thing that we don't have at least is, you know, loads of 33-year-old players that we sign paying huge wages who we know really don't want to be there and have done everything they want to do with their career. So look on the bright side. All right, we'll do that. We'll take an optimistic out for you for the moment. Uh, Good player from goodplayer.com. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks to Good Player, and uh, we'll chat to him throughout the season, no doubt. Uh, Still to come, some information on fantasy football. We'll have a tale of the unexpected and some of your thoughts about the season ahead. Uh, Before we go for a player history with the man in the bar, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about the wiki pages on oleole.com. Every single player in the world has got their own wiki page on oleole. We don't care about the rest of them. We only care about the Arsenal ones. And if you go in, you look for the player, you search, uh, use the search function on oleole, and search for the player you'll find their uh, their page some information there's wallpapers videos all that kind of stuff but also this biography this wiki page and it's something that anybody can contribute to and it will be uh, when it's all done a fantastic resource for Arsenal fans uh, to look at old players and look at what players are doing etc etc so if you know Wikipedia you know more or less what I'm talking about what I would encourage anybody who feels like contributing uh, to that is to go and do it because uh, it's uh, it's a lot of work to try and get that in and if a whole load of people can get stuck into it uh, and uh, and make these player biographies etc etc as good as they can possibly be then it does become a fantastic resource uh, for Arsenal fans so all you need to do obviously is be logged into your Ole Ole account uh, and uh, search for the player with the player search and uh, you can edit the biography obviously if there's any kind of vandalism and things like that uh, it will be taken down uh, but uh, you know if you feel like you can contribute something to that please please feel free and uh, now the player history uh, hello there Eric Ernst Blogger the start of a new season oh god I bet you're excited I know I am I'm as excited as Gary Glitter at a scout jamboree <laughs> did you see the game the other night uh, of course you did decent result wasn't it all the same considering how many players we had out injured and all but Jesus that team's very Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. It's a brand new year, and what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of? Those I was there when Arsenal actually scored a goal t-shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way through to the did we hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort with thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all star. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. You have to say, I don't know where this Arsenal side is going at all. Imagine Sky Sports in a few years' time. The old commentary going, and it's Sperm. Sperm takes it down to wing. He plays a pass inside to Embryo. Embryo goes inside one, inside the other. He plays a lovely ball down the line to Fetus. Fetus crosses to the edge of the box, down to Michel Placenta. Oh, and there it is. He crosses for Rude Van Afterbirth, and it's a goal for Arsenal. It's a crazy way the world of football is going. This week we're going to do a player history about a fella who didn't play that much for Arsenal, but made a very big impact when he did. Well, sort of, kind of. His name was Jason Crow, nicknamed Naomi Campbell by the squad because, you know, he was a black bird. Anyway, he joined Arsenal as a kid and... And all ahead of him was Lee Dixon for the right-back spot. And that was tough for any young player. He trained hard, though. He worked hard. He was committed. He didn't go out at night. He didn't go partying or discoing or setting tramps on fire like some of his friends. And he put in that work to get himself that chance at Arsenal. That came on October the 14th, 1997. He made his debut as a substitute in the League Cup. It was called the Carling Cup or the Rumbelows Cup or the Milk Cup or whatever it was called back then against Birmingham City. He came on. He was all pumped up. He'd done his warm-up. This was his chance, the moment he was waiting for. And then 33 seconds later, Uriah Rennie sent him off. Which is a bit fucking harsh when you think about it. All that time waiting to get on the pitch to make your mark at Arsenal, the club you grew up at. Then you get sent off by a cunt like Uriah Rennie after 30 seconds. I mean, Jesus, where is the man's humanity? Where is it? Anybody with even the shred of decency would have said, Now look here, young man, that wasn't a very good tackle. Have this yellow card, and if you do anything like that again, you're going off. But no, Uriah Rennie, he was the big man. He had to be the kung fu master. Oh, I've got a black belt. You might have a black belt, but you're a shit cunt, you fucking shit cunt, So that was it, really, for Jason Crow. He played a couple more games in the League Cup. Didn't get sent off, so I suppose that was an improvement. He went on his travels then. He ended up at Portsmouth and Brentford and Grimsby. And nowadays he plays for Northampton Town. 
In his spare time, he thinks about when he retires from football, how exactly he's going to kill Uriah Rennie. It's true. We'll have another player history from the man in the bar on next week's Arscast. Now, yesterday afternoon, I updated the blog and gave you the old uh, voicemail number, which has changed. I'll come back to that in a minute uh, and ask you for your thoughts on the season ahead. Were we going to finish top? Were we going to finish fourth outside the top four? What trophies were we going to win, if any? Uh, We got some of your responses, and, and here are a few. Do you know what? Arsenal will be fine next season if they learn to shoot from outside the penalty area. Or just shoot full stop instead of trying to pass the ball into that. It'd be easy. Top four finish. Yeah, the Arsenal, they're going to get the Champions League trophy this season. We're going to win it. We're going to win it. Hello, Ars Blogger. Uh, this is Mick. Um, I think we're going to do well this year. I think we'll surprise a lot of people more than last year. Uh, we surprised a few last year. I think we're going to surprise even more this year. I think we can certainly do better than last year. Top two, if not, we're going to win it. Cheers. Ta-da. Greetings, Ars Blogger. This is the Smash Master ringing from deep within the bowels of Pat Rice's Twilight Zone. I predict a wild, wacky romp this year, scoring goals for fun, and all kinds of hearts and minds will be captured along the way along with a heartwarming and hilarious moment where Abu Dhabi cracks with the face of John Terry in the only way he knows how. As per usual, this time of year, my heart says every game between now and the end of May will be a victory, delivering the unprecedented quadruple, and just for good measure, at some point in the season, the entire Spurs squad and backroom staff will be struck down by a terrible, debilitating, though not life-threatening, rare Dickensian blood disease. Anything with open, weeping sores to the face and genitals will suffice. Back in the real world, though, I think we're going to have problems with the squad depth again. So, coming up just short. Second in the league, Champions League semis, better showing in the FA Cup, something like that. Cheers. Yeah, uh, calling from Canada, and um, just wanted to give you my perspective on the upcoming season. Um, I do think that we're going to do very well in the uh, in the league. Um, Although I do think we're going to finish second. Um, Manu is just too strong, it appears. And regarding trophies, um, I think we have a good chance at winning the Carlin Cup this year. Um, our kids are, you know, performing very well. So I expect them to, you know, either win the Carlin Cup or the FA Cup. Cheers. Hi, blogger. This is Chris in Plymouth. Uh, just giving you my thoughts ahead of the new season. Um, I think we can win a trophy this season. Um, I don't really want to jinx it and say which one, um, but it'll be one of the top three trophies, those being Champions League, FA Cup, or Premiership, or all three. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, I, uh, I'm not one of the doom mongers. I'm, I'm excited about the new season. Um, I'm hopeful, and I think, yes, uh, it's pretty obvious we do need an experienced central midfielder. God, I'm getting tired of saying that. I'm getting tired of hearing everyone else say it, but it is true. Um, I still think we can do another centre-half. I'd like you. I'm not 100% sure about Galas uh, personally, but hey, we'll give him a chance. Um, and my hopes for the season really would just be see as much of the young boy Wilshire as possible without him being exposed to the media circus of bullshit that usually happens in England. Um, and I'd quite like to see John Terry miss another penalty. That's always good, isn't it? Cheers, man. Bye-bye. Afternoon, Ars Blogger. Dave in Milwaukee here. 
Okay, I'm not quite sure we have the talent to win it all this year. You know, God forbid we go out and buy some proven people at midfield. But, you know, the other concerning thing is, is even with the talent we do have, it seems as if it's been forever since we've come together as a unit. <clears throat> it just seems on any given day, if one or two things aren't clicking on the field, that the rest of the puzzle falls apart on the pitch. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Anyway, that being said, I think we're going to come third place in the league. We will win one of the lesser trophies if we actually try to. But uh, I don't see us winning the Champions League unless we start to click um, with the talent that we do have, as everyone knows we can. Keep up the good work. Thank you all for your thoughts on the season ahead and the Arse Hotline. Shall we call it the Arse Line? Yes, indeed. The Arse Line will remain open all season long. So if you ever have a comment to make or you want to get something off your chest and you think it's ArsCast worthy, you can do that by simply making a phone call. If you're in the UK, the telephone number is 020-328-66360. That's 020-328-66360. If you're outside the UK, it is your international access code plus 44 Two zero three two eight six six three six zero. I will put the number up on the website underneath the Arscast every Friday, so uh, you can write the number down and keep it handy if you like. Uh, now, uh, as well as those messages, we 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 got th- this. Hello, blogger. It's only Bog Hog. Um, as usual, it's just a dirty little call that I want to give you. Um, could you tell me that if there was one Arsenal player? Um, dead or alive, that you can make love to, who would it be? Um, I'd really look forward to um, actually like hearing that on the on the Ask Cast tomorrow, and um, look forward to hearing your answer. I really hope I'm there. All right, mate. God bless you. Take care. Cheers. Bye. <coughs> um, and that and that was followed rather swiftly by this. But on a more serious note, obviously. Um, I'd like to see a sign of, obviously, a defensive midfielder. Um, and to be honest, I can't really think of one at the moment. So what's your opinion, Blogs? What would you like to sign to shield our defence from their obvious frailties? So, um, yeah, hopefully you can answer that one and um, maybe come up with something that I'd agree with. All right, mate. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Uh, and and that was followed by, by this. Hello, Bloggs. It's only Boggs again. Um, yeah, no, I've just read the question properly, so I just wanted to say that I think we've finished fourth this season without any further buys. If we buy a couple of players, then you, we could push on. So, um, happy days, but you never know. Um, probably not, because um, he does have moths in his wallet, old Wenger, doesn't he, really? So, there you go. Anyway, all right, love you. Take care. Bye. And I love you too, Boghog, I have to say. Uh, to answer your questions, well, to at least try and answer your questions, uh, an Arsenal player, alive or dead, that I, uh, if I could make love to? Um, the, the question, you know, if it was I had to, it, it might be something. To say that if I could means that, you know, it's something that I, I wouldn't mind doing. If you say if you could make love to Angelina Jolie, well, then yes. But if I could make love to an Arsenal player, alive or dead, it probably wouldn't be a dead one. Uh, because that would just probably be a bit too, bit too sick, you know, a bit corpsey, and nobody wants that kind of corpsiness in their lives, uh, and and the whole could rather than had to thing is leaning me towards not answering it, but you know, gotta be Robert Pires, doesn't it? Oh yeah, and and anyone out there that says they wouldn't, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're lying. You know you are. Yeah. Uh, then, defensive midfielder, I, I don't know. I, I actually don't know um, who we should sign. I know the type of player we should sign. Um, it's got to be somebody who can do what Flamini did because, uh, we've said it before, that's the kind of player that uh, released Fabregas and allowed Sesk to go forward and score those goals. So we need somebody with that kind of energy uh, who will allow Fabregas to play his more natural game, his more attacking game, uh, who that might be. I don't know. I just, I can't really think. I mean, uh, there's this guy at AC Milan called Flamini or something, I think. Uh, and as for the other uh, comment, well, yeah, I think we can. I think we can do well this season, uh, but we do need to make a signing. And as I said earlier, I think we're going to make more than one. So there you go. I hope uh, that answers all your questions, Boggs, and, and thank you very much for all your phone calls. Uh, now, a tale of the unexpected. Yes. Welcome to Tales of the Unexpected on the Oz Blog, George, and I've got another tale of the unexpected for you. This week I was going along selling screwdriver sets. Do you know the ones? There's like a set of screwdrivers. That's why they call them screwdriver sets. And I was selling a few of them to some carriages, and they felt a bit faint and, and all woozy, and I passed out. And when I woke up, it was two days later, and I was in the hospital. The doctor came around, right? And he says, You've got a brain tumour. You've only got two months to live. I'd love to tell you it was unexpected, you know, but I've been kind of waiting for something like this. We've still got them screwdriver sets, though. Do you want one? No, you don't, do you? You've got no brain tumour. No, you don't want screwdriver sets. We'll have another tale of the unexpected on next week's Arsecast. Just to tell you very quickly about the Arseblog Fantasy Football League on OleOle.com. It is an English Premier League league. Uh, so you go in there and choose your players from the uh, from the Premier League. Uh, then you can join the Arseblog Mini League. The name is Arseblog Prem. That's Arseblog P-R-E-M. And the password is Arseblog. Uh, join up there. I have to approve all the um, all the entries manually, so it means like click, click, click for each one, and it's a bit painful. So there's a whole stack of them there for me to do. If you've already signed up and you haven't been approved yet, don't worry. I'll get to them all before the big kickoff tomorrow. Uh, the URL to look at if you want more details is, of course, oleole.com forward slash fantasy football. Justin Hoyt looks like he could be on his way out of the club. Uh, Arsenal have accepted a bid from Middlesbrough, and Middlesbrough will now talk to the player. What do I think? I think with Sanya at the club, his chances of making it are, are uh, pretty much non-existent. And uh, I know he's an Arsenal boy, and it's probably going to break his heart to leave the club. Uh, but if he really is serious about his football career, it's probably the best thing for him to go and play regularly and and uh, and get on with things. Uh, it must be awful. Imagine being an Arsenal fan. You know, imagine any one of you sitting on the Arsenal bench, and then they tell you you've got a bid accepted for you, 
and you have to go and really think about it. But uh, hopefully he'll do the right thing for him, and we thank him. If he does move on, good luck to him. I hope he does well uh, at Middlesbrough. So that's really about it for this week. Uh, it's tomorrow. The season starts tomorrow. I'm psyched. I'm pumped. I'm, I'm slightly hungry. So I'm going to go get a sandwich. Uh, so uh, until uh, next week's Irishcast, talk to you all next week on the blog and, of course, this weekend and, and full coverage of West Brom and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so until then, take it easy. Goodbye. Hello, I am the penis of William Gallas. I know that after the Birmingham game last season, there were many of you that thought this is the last we will ever hear of the penis of William Gallas. Well, this week you saw that even after a period when I am limp and flaccid, I can always rise again. Arsenal, they are struggling. Who is going to score the goal? Adibayor? No. Van Persie? No. Theo Walcott? No. Only one person has the balls to score the goal, and that is me. I arrive in the box with the perfect timing, as always. And it was, I think you have to admit, a quite magnificent header. I have to say it has left my helmet a little bit bruised and discolored. But this is the type of sacrifice you have to make when you are a real leader. And let me ask you this. How many of you have put your helmet on the line for Arsenal? Exactement. <laughs>